Hey guys, we're going to get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube or anywhere else you can get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here uh, and that you guys are with us today. Okay, so for this podcast, um, I'm excited for this one um, because I think this one's been highly anticipated and I think a lot of people, based off of uh, conversations, are kind of feeling this way too, and I and I get it, and I hope that this can kind of encourage you throughout your week, and kind of give you something to to think about, and maybe boost your week um, as you as you walk through uh, with the Lord this week. So, here's here's our topic. Our topic is this: Will I make it through this? Will I make it through this? And and where is that coming from? Okay, so to understand the topic. I want to go back a little bit. All right. We got to take a little history lesson. We got to go back in the past here. So it's so weird to say this now, what maybe six, seven, eight years later. But the reason why the podcast started was because of this question, which is crazy to think about. This kind of a full circle moment here. But that's the reason why the podcast started. Now, I want to set this up this way. Have you ever have you ever felt like an extreme level of like disappointment of 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 happiness of enjoyment of even sadness all these emotions that we can feel and when you feel these emotions when you listen to to music or you listen to you know anything else that you're listening to maybe a podcast whatever it is don't you always listen to something that correlates and matches what you're feeling at the moment. Why? Because it, it gives you a certain level of comfort that something else, someone else, this music, this feeling, it correlates with exactly how I'm feeling right now. So what I like to do, you know, I like at night sometimes, I like to get in the car and I might not even just you know, it might not be, you know, for a sad or happy reason. I just like to get in the car sometimes at night, just drive and listen to music, right? I just, it's just, it helps me out throughout the day. So when you think about that, you know, I, I thought about why the podcast started. The podcast started for people like you, maybe people like me, who they're feeling like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I don't know if I can do this. And when they turn on their radio as they're sitting in the car, they find a podcast randomly. They see somebody share this podcast randomly. And then out of their radio comes a voice that understands the feeling. That may not have gone through exactly what you're going through, but understands the feeling, the empathy, the sympathy. It's there. You know, you're not the only one that's going through it. And so now, you know, as we've grown with this podcast, it's been so amazing over the past six or seven years that one guy at his kitchen table years ago is now able to help others that feel the same way. And, and, and now as we grow together, we keep passing that along. And so will I make it through this? This is, this is for that person right now that's sitting in their car listening to this podcast asking the same question that I asked. This is for that person sitting in their apartment by themselves wondering 
how things are going to turn out. This is that person that doesn't know what they're doing, and the only the only outlet that they have is to sit in their room by themselves because everything else in the house is so loud. It's so dysfunctional. There's there's no peace. This is for that person. This is why we do this here. And maybe this is you. And if it is, this podcast is specifically and especially for you to have another voice out there in the world that understands and sympathizes with the same feeling that you feel. Will I make it through this? Here's the sad part about that as we kind of set this up before we get into our text here. The sad part about it for me at least, and this is where I'm still trying to grow as I'm trying to grow with you guys. The sad part about that question is, will I make it through this? Is every time I've asked that question personally, I never really said yes. I was never optimistic enough to really say a, like a like a validated yes, I'm going to get through this. Now, it sounded good to say that, but I don't think I ever, it was hard for me to really believe that 100%. But I also didn't validate and say a complete, absolute no, I'm never going to make it through this. My answer to that question, and maybe your answer to this, my answer was two things. One, my answer was, I don't know. And then two, my answer to it was no matter what was going on and what I was doing and what and and how hard things may have gotten, the answer to that question for me was just work harder. Forget trying to answer that question. Forget trying to say a complete yes. Forget trying to say a complete no. Just stay neutral. And whatever you're doing right now, whether you're at you're at school, whether you're in a graduate program, whether you're you have to work, whether you're preaching, whether you're doing all of them literally at one time, no matter what you're doing, the answer for you, the answer that I answered for myself all the time was no matter what you're doing, just work harder. Shut everything else out, shut almost everyone else out, almost everyone, and just work harder. That's always been my answer. And up to this point, in a sense, I'm not saying this is the complete perfect, this is like the, the right answer, but that has helped. But also, that really still hasn't answered the first question. Will I make it through this? And that might be you. So here's, here's where I want to go here. I want to look at this text here in 1 Kings 19. And again, this podcast, again, is not going to be as... Um, you know, structured as I normally have them because, you know, I just wanted to make this very authentic as we're looking through this and, and building through this together. But I want you to look at First Kings 19, okay? First Kings 19, and before we get there, we're going to read the verse before in chapter 18. But this concept of will I make it through this, I want to look at a day in the life of Elijah, okay? The day in the life of Elijah. And so in chapter 18, just to give you some background before we kind of read into 19, Elijah issued a challenge. There were worshipers of Baal, and there was Elijah who worshiped God. Baal and his followers, or Baal's followers, believed that Baal was their God. God was with Elijah, and Elijah believed that God was his God. They build two altars. Elijah issues a challenge with God. God wins the challenge through Elijah. Now, that big thing happened, 
man, this this should turn the city. This should turn people's hearts. This should turn the nation's heart. This should turn leadership heart. Like if you see that, why not turn to God? Why not turn to the one true God? But then Ahab goes to Jezebel, tells him about all the things that have happened, and now we find ourselves at the end of 1 Kings 18 going into 19. Now keep this in mind. Let's read verse 46, and then we'll get into chapter 19. Verse 46 of 18, notice this, though. Remember our question, am I going to make it through this? Remember, first part of the day, everything goes well. You win that challenge with God, and then also look at verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So now, am I going to make it through this? Notice the, notice the things here that Elijah, he may have known, and I'm sure he did, but there may be some things he did not know. The hand of the Lord was on him. The Lord girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab, before Ahab got to Jezebel. That question of, am I going to make it through this? If we follow the Lord, He's with us as he was with Elijah. He's girded up and he's helped us with the spirit and with his word. And you know, the Lord is so far ahead of us before anything bad could ever happen. He's so far ahead of us. But sometimes when that, when that storm really hits, we forget what happens. So chapter 19, look at this. All right. So then Jezebel hears these things, verses one and two. Then watch verse 3. When he came, he arose, and he went for his life. He came to Beersheba, which where he was, that was 80 miles away. He came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servants there. Watch verse 4. But he himself, he went a day's journey into the wilderness, and he came and he sat down under a juniper tree, and then he requested that he might die. And he said, it is enough. O oh Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. Isn't it so interesting that as he's as he's doing this, notice what he initially says. He doesn't answer the question, will I make it through this? He doesn't say yes, but he doesn't say no. What is his answer to the question? It's over. It's over. You know, for you and I, you know, that might be your answer to your question. <laughs> you might feel like with all the facts that you know, with everything that's happened up to this point, all the things that you've seen, all the things that you tried to make happen on your own, and then you finally get to a point, I think it's over. I think it's enough. I've done enough. Maybe God has not done enough, so it's over. It, it's over. Lord, take my life. I am not better than my father's. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You know, the, the thing that we lack when we don't answer that question, when we don't answer the question, am I going to make it through this? We lack belief. And this these are things that I need to work on 100% because I am deficient in these things at times. You know, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7, doesn't it mention that he that cometh to God, well, it, it mentions first, without faith it's impossible to please God. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and must believe that he is a rewarder of them 
that diligently seek him? Here's why we can't answer that question. And I want to really dig deep into these roots here, okay? Here's here's maybe a reason why we can't answer that question. Will I make it through this? Because it's not like you don't have belief. I think the problem is, the root of the problem, you don't have belief that God could do it for you. And that's where I that's where I fail at times. Now let's set this up this way. Let's say, and I've seen, and I can tell you, I've seen this countless, 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 countless times, different situations, different people, different things, and it's worked for people every single time. So here's what what I mean. Let's say I get to know you, right? And let's say I get to start to understand who you are. I get to start to understand, you know, the things that you're going through. I get to understand the things that you want to happen in your life, the things that you want the Lord to give you, maybe some of the things that you want the Lord to take away. And you're trying to grow and you're trying to study and you're trying to become better in your faith and a better person and more humble. And we're on this journey together. And maybe we've had some time where you've shed some tears. It's been hard. We've had conversations. We've had phone calls. All these things happen. And you doubt that God can do certain things for you. What I tend to do, and maybe this is you, I tend to believe that God could do way more for you than you even believe for you because I've seen it happen too many times. So then when it happens, it's the most amazing thing in the world. But then when it happens for that person that we've done all this stuff for, and I see that over and over and over and over and over for everybody that I've known up to this point, the thing that I lack, just like Elijah lacked in 1 Kings 19, and maybe you lack I believe 100% that God can do all these great things for everybody else because I've seen it. And I pretty much expect that God's going to do it for everybody else. But for some reason, when it comes to you, maybe when it comes to me, maybe there's this asterisk next to our name. Maybe our name's highlighted. Maybe there's some fine print underneath our name. And for some reason, whatever that is, and we don't know it, But for some reason, I just don't believe that the same things that God did for everyone else, he could do for me and he could do for you. The reason why we can't answer that question of will I make it through this is a lack of belief in what God can do for you. Now, this is not a prosperity in where, oh, I believe that God can make me rich or I believe God can give me this. That's not what we're talking about, but we're... You have to have a belief, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that God is a rewarder, and the reward can be anything. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The reason why Elijah in 1 Kings 19, and maybe you, we can't answer that question, will I make it through this, is because deep down we really don't believe for some reason, and maybe because nothing has really happened up to this point, you don't see stars aligning, you don't see the dots coming together, you don't see the story unfolding. Because you can't see that, you lack belief in yourself. But you can see, you can literally, I've literally seen the story unfold for people. I've seen the story become written for other people. I've seen it, not one time, multiple times over and over and over. But for you, there's just something wrong with you. And when something's wrong with you, 1 Kings chapter 19, like Elijah believed, he says it's over. 
It's enough. And maybe that's where you are. And if that's the case, I get it. I get it. I 100% understand that. It's enough. There, there's this there's this lack of faith. And guys, there's just, I lack in my faith, you know, and I can grow and I can get better in, in so many ways. And I think that's the beauty of the Lord um, being patient with us and helping us and guiding us and being long-suffering because this is who we are as sheep sometimes. I want you to look at this, and we're going to hit this point a little bit later, a little bit more in another um, in another verse. But I want to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um, I believe it's verse, oh, yeah. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 11 through 13. Here's what's Here's what's so great is even if you and I right now are at that point, even if you and I are literally at that point where you've seen so much and and you believe that there's this asterisk next to your name and you feel like there's something that you can't, you don't have, you don't have it or whatever it is, whatever you put in that, in that blank. I want you to look at how good God is, even if you feel that way. Verse 11 of second Timothy chapter two, it is a faithful saying for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. Now watch this. If we believe not, what, what do you talk about if we believe not? If we believe not what? If we believe not that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Sometimes if we don't have faith. Sometimes if we don't believe like First Kings uh, chapter 18, verse 46, that the Lord is with us, he's before us, he's girded our loins. If we don't believe that, if we believe not, yet, verse 13, he abides faithful. Y'all, that is right there, man. Right there in verse 13. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. I can't tell you how many times, and I was just thinking about this last night. I can't tell you how many times I have not believed. I have not believed in a way. I have not believed in him. I have not believed that things could get better. I not believed that there were solutions. I did not believe that there was a path, that there was a, I didn't believe any of those things. And even, even in my disbelief, guess who was still faithful? He was still so faithful to me. Why? Why Why was he so faithful to me? Why is he so faithful to you even right now as you're listening to this podcast wherever you are? Here's why God is faithful. Remember what 1 John says. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Why is God so faithful even in moments where you and I aren't faithful? Because verse the end of verse 13, he cannot deny himself. That's who he is. That's just who he is. And I just, don't you love being attached to somebody with that's just who they are? And so, man, I, I just can't make it through this. Maybe the reason why you feel like you just can't make it through this is because really for you, we're making this about you and me right now. Maybe for you, for some reason, you just don't believe that it can happen for you. You just don't believe that it can happen for you. Now, as we keep going, I want to look at this a little bit more and dive deep a little bit more into this. 
Then number two, another reason why, another reason why that this might be a problem for you, just kind of get to the root of this, of um, of this topic of, I don't know if I can make it through this. There may be a lack of vision. There may be a lack of vision and a lack of faith. Now, here's what's interesting about this. I want you to look at, um, man, okay, let, uh, there are so many we can go to. Um, okay, Matthew 9. Matthew 9, verse 29. Now, when Jesus was here, Jesus was always, even if his disciples and his followers didn't understand, he was always trying to develop their faith and get them ready. He was always trying to get their faith to another level. He was always trying to get their faith to a level where they could believe without seeing, okay? Because that's what Hebrews 11.1 is. Now, I want you to think about as you're listening in the car or by yourself or in your room or if you're walking, I want you to take some time right now. As you're flipping to Matthew 9 and as we're getting ready to look at this, I want you to take some time and I want you to be so specific in your mind of why you think this can't work or it's not going to work or you don't believe or things are so hard or the facts of things and how things are so difficult and how things have crumbled. I want you to think about all those things for a second, okay? And I want you just to just, if you could in your mind, just kind of bottle it all in this jar. And if you're going to present this to somebody, you have all of this right here. This is why, okay? And you slide that over. So when Jesus would heal people, here's what's interesting about his healings. I want you to look at what Jesus says. Look, uh, Matthew 9, let's begin in verse 27. And when Jesus departed, there were two blind men that followed him. They were crying. And they said, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, "What? watch this, watch this, what did he say? Before he even healed them, do you believe that I am able to do this? What did Hebrews 11, 6 say? It started off with the system of faith with what Christ was presenting. But it's impossible to please God without faith, but he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Believe that he is what? Believe that he is faithful, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Believe that he is faithful to those that seek him. So what's the question that he asks these blind men who have been blind and, and want mercy and they're literally crying out to God as you might be? Do you believe I can do this? We just we just kind of skip over that. But I, I try to think about myself in that moment. You've been blind all your life. You see darkness all your life. And you 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 hear that the Lord is in front of you. And you just want him to heal you just like that. But he doesn't touch you. He doesn't pick up any dirt. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't start praying over you. The only thing he says, do you believe that I can do it? That's, that's right there. That's why we can't really answer that question. Can I make it through this? Because as we kind of go through this, guys, the question itself is a lack of belief. Do you believe that I could do it for you, Jordan? 
whatever it is, and it could be a plethora of things. Do you believe I could do it for you? Put your name there. And it doesn't have to be these tangible things that we feel like we can get. But do you believe that I am faithful to you? Do you believe that I love you? Do you believe that I am there for you? Well, Lord, I don't know. Seems like it seems like you don't. It seems like you do for everyone else. Seems like you do for everyone that's this or that or this or that or it seems like you love them. Do you believe that I could do it for you? You see, the Lord always focuses on personalizing personalizing things. Remember in John twenty one, where after Jesus told Peter how he would die, Peter looked back at John, and he said, "What about this man? What's going to happen to John?" And Jesus said, what is that to you? You follow me. It's just a beautiful thing. So now verse 28, do you believe that I can do this? And they said unto him, yes, Lord. Okay, so that's the first test. Okay, the first test. So now they have no vision, but they have vision. I don't want you to miss that. They don't have vision, but they have vision. Yes, Lord. But then here's the second test, verse 29. Then he touched their eyes. Now, were they healed yet? Nope, not yet. He touched their eyes. And watch what he says. This is where the healing came from. Now, remember, he is faithful. So here's where the healing came from. According to your faith, which what fuels faith when you can't see? Belief. According to your faith, be it unto you. I try to visualize that. Remember all those feelings we said the bottle up of why you feel like things can't work for you? I want you to imagine you're having that conversation with Jesus. And I'd really tried to imagine this. And I'm just going to be honest with you as we're going through this. And those, those things that you believe can't happen for you. You present that to the Lord. The Lord touches that jar. And he says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And he gives you the jar back. So if I hand Christ that jar with all that unbelief, and then he hands it back to me, and he says, according to your faith, it's going to be so. I think sometimes with a lack of vision and a lack of faith, the things that you don't believe will happen won't. And it's just a, it's, it's a thing with faith that we work together with God. We have to have eyes of faith, even though the path that we literally see, we can't see anything. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, you guys know him, Sam. Uh, He was, he was traveling and he's driving He's driving to a campaign and he has to kind of go up up a mountain. And so as he was driving up that mountain, we were we were on the phone talking yesterday. And he's like, dude, I'm driving up this mountain right now. And he says, I literally can't see anything. Like the fog is there. I know I'm on the path, but the fog is there and I just can't see anything. I literally just can't see anything. So in that moment, that's how life is sometimes. You're on the path and you can't see anything. And with not seeing anything, faith allows you to see that there's something. What? Because of you? No, because of Christ. 
because because of him. And so I don't know if I can make it through this. The reason why we can't really answer that question and I can't really answer that question is because there's a lack of belief, which therefore means there's a lack of faith. Two, there's a lack of vision. There's a these men here had no vision, but they had vision. There's there's a lack of vision here. Remember, even in uh in Second Corinthians uh five seven, you know, we walk not by we walk by faith and not by sight. So all these things go together to try to help us to answer this question. Now I want you to look at look at this last one that I saw as I'm kind of going through this on my own for first Kings 19. Will I make it through this? Number one, there's a lack of belief. There's a lack of vision. But then here's, here's a tough one. Here's one I can find myself in sometimes too. Sometimes there's a, sometimes there's a lack of optimism. You know, you look at Elijah's situation in first Kings 19. I'm on my own. It's enough. I can't do it on my own. It's just me. There's there's no one else. Then verse 18 of, of chapter 19, yet I have 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed down to, to Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. And so he left, verse 19, and then when he left, guess who he found? He found Elisha. So here's what's so beautiful about this, and I'm trying to, I really need to do this for me too, and I, maybe you need to do this for you. Remember 1 Kings 18, 46. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded his loins, and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. He ran before him. So God was already right here with Elisha before Elijah met him. So now with you, you can have a lack of optimism with things. But the Lord is already so far ahead of you that it's, just, it's, it's so hard to put into words. But he found Elisha plowing. And now Elisha in verse 20, Elisha ran and he ran after Elijah Verse 20, he said, let me go kiss my father and mother goodbye, and I'm with you. I want you to think about just these little phrases in Scripture that we kind of skip over mean so much. In, in this moment where you feel like, am I going to make it through this? Is it, can I get through this? Am I going to get through this? And somebody comes along, whether you know them, whether you don't know them. Somebody comes along, I'm with you. I'm, I'm riding with you. You're, you're not by yourself. You know what that means to people? I'm with you. I'm going with you. Now, Elisha probably was not dumb to the things that had happened. But he said, you know what? Even regardless of what I know, I'm with you. I'm coming with you. Verse 21 and he returned back from him. He took a yoke of oxen, slew them, boiled their flesh with the instruments of oxen, and gave to the people that it ate. And he arose, and then he went after Elijah. And not only did he say, I'm with you, then notice what else he did. 
and then he ministered unto him. Guys, as we kind of close this, I want you to think about this concept. Here's the importance of brethren. Here's the importance of friends. And here's the importance of connections that that I'm learning, ING, learning. For a very long time, my mindset was shut everybody else out, most people, not all, but most people, and be kind. Don't, don't be rude. Be kind. But no one else is going on this journey with you. So it's going to be you. It's always been you. And it's going to be fast paced. I'm going to get a lot done. I'm going to do things on my own. And even if somebody wanted to get on the path with me, at some point they're going to go. So instead of going through that, just, just keep going and keep going and keep going. Right. And this might be you. This might be you right now. You can accomplish so much so fast. You can do things on your own. You can gain things quickly. You can you can improve in a lot of ways financially, um, educationally. You can do all these things. And I'm not saying that those are bad accomplishments because I'm proud of those things as you should be. But what purpose is it? to do all those things if you can't share those with people, if you can't share what you've learned, if you can't share, um, you know, love, care, compassion, challenge. Why, what's the purpose of doing all that thing? So Elijah had spent so much time, as some of us have, we've spent so much time on this path alone. Now, again, this is not saying that you don't have family, that you don't have people that love you, but you're, you're talking about your, we're making this personal, your journey with, with God. So we're trying to make this personal so we can match this with, with Elijah in 1 Kings 19. You spent so much time on this journey by yourself. And up to this point, it's almost like it feels like a waste to try to, to, try to waste time for people to come into your path. Elijah learned a very valuable lesson here in 1 Kings 18 and 19. I can do great things on my own with God. I was there by myself on the mountain. I could do great things with him. But I could do more great things with God, and I could do more great things with Elisha and the 7,000. I can do more, and we can do more for our God and give God glory. Am I going to make it through this? The importance of your brethren, the importance of not shutting yourself off, the importance of not feeling like you have to, in order to maintain what you're doing, you have to do it solo. You can believe that for a while, but at some point you're going to find like Elijah, whether it's your health, whether it's your finance, whether it's your spiritual life, whether it's mental, whether whatever it is, you're going to find out at some point along this road, as much as you can accomplish on your own, you're going to need other people. This is why we're here to do this together. And so as we kind of close this and think about this, 
if you're sitting in the car by yourself, if you're in your room by yourself or walking by yourself, whatever it is, don't do this by yourself. Reach out. We're here to help you. We're here to encourage you. We're here to point you to Christ so that you can build that relationship with him and then we can do it together. Just like Elijah learned in 1 Kings 18 and 19. We want to help you. We want to be with you. And these are things that I need to work on and, and I haven't I haven't gotten. I failed at many, many, many of these things. Okay? I failed at many, many of these things. And I'm slowly but surely through the Bible, God is teaching me. He's teaching me that as we grow and as we build, that you can make it through this, but you can help other people make it through this too. So let's encourage each other, challenge each other, walk with each other as as we as we keep growing with God. Um yeah, so that was kind of a glimpse of some personal stuff, some personal study here. Um, man, I hope that that can help you and encourage you and maybe that kind of maybe hit a little bit closer to home for you as it does for me. Uh, but, you know, I want to keep helping you guys build and grow. And this is kind of our lane here for our podcast. So when the scriptures become real, we're we're here to help and, and, and to encourage, but also to challenge, let the scripture speak for itself and pull these things out and give you things to meditate on and think about and we really want to help you guys and encourage you guys so appreciate you guys um love you guys lord willing we'll be back with another podcast on monday thanks guys